Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Midwife Life. My name is Jasmine, I'm a registered midwife and today I thought I would talk a little bit about my experience with cesarean sections, um, talk a little bit about what the midwife's role is in a cesarean and also what your experience might be like if you have a cesarean. So let's get straight into it. Awesome. So before we talk about the topic of the day, cesarean sections, I just wanted to say I know I've been missing in action at the moment, but life's been a bit crazy and I spontaneously bought a miniature dash hound, which is sitting with me right now. His name is Frankie. He's black and tan. He's only eight weeks old and he is cheeky, cheeky as. Now, I don't know if anyone out there has bought a COVID puppy, but it's a lot of hard work. Pretty much they keep you awake at night. Um, they like to piss everywhere. They're very cheeky, but honestly, the pros outweigh the cons. They're very loving. They'll sit with you and have a cuddle. They love walks. And um, yeah, no, Frankie's a lot of fun. He likes playing with toys. And no, he's very good. So if you hear any barking or whinging at the moment, that's because Frankie's sitting right next to me playing with a little bacon chew. You enjoying that? I don't even know if you can hear him. Say hi, Frankie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, he's enjoying the speaker a bit too much. Oh, all right. Get off, Frankie. All right. We'll pop him in there. Anyway, so I've been pretty occupied with the dog at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, learning to be a dog mum. And... Yeah, but lockdown's pretty much over and it's fantastic. It's nice to get out and about again, seeing friends and just having the freedom to go wherever you want. Isn't it just so good? So it's getting better. Even the other day, like it sounds cheesy, but I was just browsing through the shops and I just thought, this is so good. Like I just love walking around and browsing and just, you don't even need to buy anything, but just being at the shops again, like, God, that sounds so lame, but... I'm just loving it. It's good to be back to normal. Yeah, so anyway, let's get into the topic of the day. So I would hope that most of you know what a cesarean is, but if not, I'll just give you a brief definition in my own words. Um, so pretty much a cesarean section is they do a lower segment incision, um, kind of near the undie line, and um, you know they cut through the muscular layers and things like that. They get to... Um, the sack that the baby's in and pop the baby and pull the baby out. So that is a cesarean section for you. Um, so there's lots of reasons that you might need a cesarean section, um, but that's something that you would have a consultation with the doctor about to decide. Um, but it's not something that we routinely just go, yep, you feel like a Caesar, let's just have one. Like you have to have a legitimate reason to have a cesarean. Um, so just a few of those reasons off the top of my head is, say if you've had a cesarean with your first or second baby, whatever, 
um, and you don't feel confident having a vaginal birth after a cesarean, then you can elect to have a cesarean. Um, there might be other reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to delve into that too much because that's more of a doctor talk. But yeah, if you have complications, then sometimes you can have a cesarean. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about like what an elective cesarean is versus an emergency cesarean. Because sometimes I feel like when I'm going in for an emergency cesarean with someone, they don't realize it's an emergency. And it's like, okay. Um, so pretty much an elective cesarean is something that you plan in your antenatal period um, it's not something that you just decide on the day we're having a cesarean like it is something that you elect to do you know a week before and you sign a consent form and you come in on a day that you've been allocated and you have your cesarean um, so a perfect example is you're a low-risk pregnancy you had a cesarean before so you've decided to have another one again so You'll sign a consent form with a doctor and you'll come in on a certain day and have your baby. Um, yeah, so that is like an elective cesarean. Um, but an emergency cesarean would be something like, say you're in labor or your labor is being induced and you know, you've been on the drip for so long and the baby monitor is distressed and things like that. So obviously that is risky for the baby and yourself so therefore you might have an emergency cesarean which is something that you know you just do it on the day but you're not expecting that it's going to happen so yeah that's kind of like a little bit of the difference um emergency cesareans can happen for so many reasons um just to list a few obstructed labor so if baby's not coming down the birth canal the right way say it's got its head a funny way or things like that and it just can't physically fit down and it's baby's becoming distressed then you might have a cesarean for that reason um if the baby monitor's running it's called the ctg um, and baby has lots of dips in the heart rate that aren't recovering well um, that can be a sign that baby's losing oxygen and not coping so you might have to have a cesarean for that or say if you're being your labor's being induced um, and you've had that drip going for hours and hours and hours and your cervix just isn't dilating so it's just not working um, sometimes you might get to the point where you want to have a cesarean um, but still that is considered an emergency cesarean because you didn't choose to have a cesarean on that day it just kind of happened sorry the dog <laughs> he's so cute he's playing around having a good time so I hope that explained a little bit between elective and emergency um, if you want me to talk a little bit more, more about my experiences with emergency cesareans, just let me know and I can do a little bit more on that, but I'm going to skip right ahead. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what happens when you have a cesarean. So let's just say you're being induced. This is like the classic story. Your labor's being induced and it didn't progress well and the baby's getting distressed and you've decided, yes, I'll have a cesarean. What typically happens in that situation? Well, you can bring your support person with you. Um, so if that's your, most of the time, that's your partner. So you can only bring one support person with you um, and they get dressed in surgical clothes and you have to get dressed in your surgical attire. So getting you ready and things like that. So we'll prepare you for the theatres. 
and then normally it happens pretty quickly to be honest like in an hour or so you get wheeled through to the theatres um, if you don't have an epidural already then they normally give you a spinal um, which pretty much makes you nice and numb so you don't feel the cesarean but you are awake um, which is a good thing because like you're awake and you get to meet the baby when the baby comes out so it's pretty exciting stuff um, so pretty much like you're laying down on the table and they put up like a drape so you can't see anything and they get a little seat that sits next to your head and your partner just sits there like you know so they can ow don't bite me so they can just talk to you and um, you know obviously see the baby be born and great things like that um, so the midwife's role in this whole procedure is to once the surgeon you know takes the baby out They'll show you the baby over the drape and say, Woo, congratulations. And then they give me the baby to do some cleaning and any resus if that's required. So we've always got a little resus machine in the room. Um, so, you know, I'll be making sure the baby's crying, nice and pink. Um, if there's any mucus or something in the mouth, I might just do a little suction. And once I think the baby's looking great, then I will give the baby straight to mum directly skin to skin um, so what that means is like I might just put a nappy on the baby but the baby is naked and its skin is directly on mum's skin um, because that's the best way to keep the baby nice and warm in the theatres um, because the mum's body temperature will naturally start heating up to keep the baby nice and warm it's just a, honestly it's a maternal instinct um, so yeah I go over, I clean the baby, clean any blood or whatever off the baby, uh, put a little beanie on and a nappy, and then baby's on the skin. Um, I put blankets over the top of the baby, and then I like to take some nice photos. So it's pretty nice, like, you still get to take nice photos. So, you know, mum, dad, the baby, get some nice photos all while the surgery is being finished. And the good thing is, like, I know it sounds a bit strange like you're having a procedure done to you while this is all happening but I think most mums are so excited that the baby's here that they're not even thinking about that it's more just like you're in the moment with the baby so and honestly like if everything goes smoothly I feel like from when the procedure actually starts like normally it will take no longer than an hour or so so it's pretty good um, pretty fast and efficient I'd say um so yeah then what happens is like once the procedure's done um they'll pop you onto one of the beds and you go to the recovery ward um which is the ward that you go after you have any operation and the midwife will follow you through so this is the best part it's called skin to skin where we are trying to promote the baby saying skin to skin before the first breastfeed so yeah you'll get the same midwife following you through so that's fantastic. Uh, in the recovery ward, that's when like normally the babies start waking up a bit and wanting a feed. So if you're interested in breastfeeding, this is normally when we will do the first breastfeed with you. And um, yeah, sometimes do a baby check and things like that. Give baby the injections, the hepatitis B, which is an immunization, and the vitamin K, which is helping for blood clotting because babies aren't born with the clotting factors. So reduces the risk of a brain hemorrhage so yeah get the vitamin k into your babies so typically after you're finished in the recovery ward 
then you go up to like your postnatal ward like after you have your baby that kind of area um, so you're wheeled up in the bed and um, normally you're bed bound for about a day or so um, like a minimum of 12 hours you're in the bed because you know you've still had a major like operation so you need to make sure you're taking it easy um, and you know your partner can help you and the midwives are there to help you so if you're struggling with moving or you've got pain and things like that um, you can have additional pain relief and yeah we'll help you with the breastfeeding and changing the nappies if you need help um, but yeah typically the next day you're up out of bed you're having a shower um, and you're getting back to normal I guess um, but honestly like to get back to full normal they say it normally takes about six weeks so it does take a little bit of time and they recommend like don't lift anything heavier than the baby because you don't want to you know start lifting heavy washing baskets and things like that um, and then affect the stitches um, yeah so make sure you take it easy another thing that people might find a bit weird is like a lot of the mums are like well why do I keep getting vaginal bleeding when I've had the cesarean um, we just got to remember that even though you had a cesarean the bleeding is pretty much coming from you know how you've got your you know you've got your uterus and things like that you've got your placenta which is quite big and like the bleeding is coming from there so you're still going to get vaginal bleeding and you're still going to get the afterbirth pains which is your uterus going back to where it normally was so pretty much you got to imagine your uterus is stretched right up to the top nearly under your ribs when the baby's inside you and once the baby comes out the uterus needs to contract all the way down to its normal position um, which honestly can take quite a bit of time so while that is happening especially in the first week you're going to get um, some kind of like period type pain some crampings so if you're experiencing that kind of pain that's very normal and that's just your uterus going back to its normal position so yeah that's actually a good sign so for that you can take some Voltaren if you're not allergic to it of course and some Panadol that will help you with that kind of pain another thing that a lot of women ask me so a lot of times like first-time mums will have an emergency cesarean and they wonder like well what do I do now can I have a vaginal birth after this and things like that um, for the majority of people like obviously everyone is individual and might have different kind of comorbidities but for the most people you are allowed to have a vaginal birth after a cesarean especially when it's your first you're selling your first cesarean that should be fine um, so that's something that you talk to a doctor about to make sure that that's safe for you um, but I've definitely seen lots of vaginal births happen after a cesarean um, that are successful so if you're wanting to have a big family or heaps of kids then I'd recommend trying to have a VBAC um, you know generally I think the risk of like obviously you've got that scar there and that's got to heal and things like that so the risk is that when baby's coming down the birth canal for a normal vaginal birth that puts pressure on the you know that scar so the risk is that that scar could rupture so we call that a uterine rupture um, so you have to be careful that you know you're not putting too much pressure on that um, so typically like I'm pretty sure 
I don't want to give out the wrong stats here, but I'm pretty sure the risk of uterine rupture is when you're laboring naturally is one in 500 because I had to do this the other day. So one in 500 risk if you're just having a normal birth after a cesarean laboring naturally. So one in 500 risk of rupturing. And if you have an induction, which is where we put up um, a drip with oxytocin in it, which is what makes contractions. So if we put up that drip to make your contractions strong and things like that, then it's a one in a hundred risk of rupture. So look, everyone looks at risks differently. So it's completely up to you. Some women go, yep, that seems fine. I'm willing to give that a go. I don't think one in 500 is that much of a risk. So some people go for it. Other women go, you know what? That seems too scary for me. I'd rather have a cesarean. So whatever you want to do, you go with it. But I think if you do want a big family, like then you really should consider a VBAC um, because you can only have so many cesareans before it starts getting quite risque. Anyway, so that's pretty much all I have to say about cesareans at the moment. Um, you know, I've worked in two high-risk hospitals where emergency cesareans happen all the time. So um, I guess my ending point is if you are someone listening to this that has had an emergency cesarean, um, that's completely normal and it happens. I honestly, like I feel like it happens quite regularly. Um, we try our best to do more research and reduce the risk of this, but sometimes it can happen and, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, there's lots of reasons that it can happen and you should never feel bad for having an emergency cesarean. Um, so yeah, I hope you found this one interesting. Sorry, I've been not doing podcasts for so long, but you know how it is, guys. Sometimes life gets busy on this roller coaster, so... Say bye, Frankie. Go on. <laughs> He's so confused, honestly. Um, but yeah, just getting used to this puppy mum life and um, been working full time. So it's been busy, but it's all good. It's still good. So if you want any more topics for me to discuss, please message me. I would love to talk about more high risk things if you find that interesting. Or if um, you just want to know something like how to cope in labor or how to help naturally induce labor, I can talk about something like that. Um, but yeah, just every birth experience is very unique. And if it does end up in a cesarean, that is perfectly okay. You know, at least the baby's safe and you're safe. That is the main thing that I would take out of it. You know, it's all about being safe and when you're entering when the baby's entering the world we want to make sure the best outcomes for you and your baby always um so just remember that anyway thank you hope you all have a lovely day and hope you listen next time bye